Hi everyone, it's Marilyn Alari and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? In a moment, you are going to listen to a really fun interview, but I want to tell you a little bit about it ahead of time. So my book guides mystical connections to soul guides and divine teachers. I'm going to have that memorized right now. Guides, mystical connections to soul guides and divine teachers. When I was an actress, I hated learning lines, and I think I've shared this before with you, so it's no it makes total sense to me that I would just blank out. Um, anyway, this book, there are cover authors. In the middle of the book, there's all these stories by different authors, and they're really, really great stories. So if you haven't gotten a book yet, I really would suggest to go out to marilynaloria.com forward slash book and get a book because people are saying how much they love it. So um, I got to interview some of the cover authors, and two of them I knew and some of them I didn't know. So it was really a lot of fun to get to meet them, read their stories, and then deep dive deeper into their stories as to how they came about. And I, what I loved about it was getting a perspective from each person about guides and how guides have affected their life and just how they came to communicate with guides. And I always think we learn so much by other people's stories because we all have this ability. We all have these gifts. And a lot of times people have negated the gifts because they have you know, been told they're too dramatic or they're too sensitive or they're making it up. It's their imagination, whatever the story is. And when you get to read somebody else's story and you relate to it, it lights something up in your own heart and soul. So the publisher asked me to do this interview and they were, they're doing it for their own promotion. And after I did it, I enjoyed it so much. I was like, oh, I really want to make this a podcast. And they said, sure, you can do that. So I want you to listen to this and I know that you're going to enjoy these stories and you can look up these authors because they are teachers and they do their own magic and which I think is phenomenal. The other thing I'm going to ask you is if you have read the book and you really like it and if there's something that has touched your heart, I would really ask you to go on Amazon and share that story. And there's a few reasons. One, okay, yes, I would love reviews because it helps my book to go into higher ratings on Amazon and I want this book to get out to more people. But the other reason too is that when people, when I read those reviews, right, because I read reviews on things, somebody may read your review and read your story and they may relate to it in a moment where they really need to hear that story. They really need to be touched in their hearts. And that may help them to buy the book for their own reasons so that they could help move their own life along. So I always believe that my community, um, people in my paid communities, I always call us community and not, I don't call them students. It's very rare that I refer to them that way because I'm on a mission where we all light up our light inside of us and it becomes a domino effect in this world and we're affecting change with people's li anybody's lives that we touch. And I feel like if I'm a, gr I'm a great gatherer, that's what I do really well. I'm a great organizer and I'm really great um, at putting groups together and creating safety in groups. And if I can help affect change across the world, let's say, I don't know where the book is not available, but let's just say across the world. And you're doing that through this book by sharing your story, what it, how it has affected you, wow, then you're helping this mission to reach more and more people. So I would love if you could do that. I, I think about like people brought this, bought this book, even friends of mine, and I usually hid in a closet. So I've been out publicly for quite some time, but when it came to my own personal circle, I kind of stay very quiet about what I do. And this book has really helped me to step out of the darkness into the light and to really start sharing what I do with people that I've known for a very long time in my life, for over 40 years. And one of my friends recently um, shared with me that she was reading, we were talking and her parents came through to me and she's very open to me sharing it with her. You, you, I'm sure you've had this experience where people have known you for so many years. They may have a hard time seeing you in this new light. And that's part of my reason why I don't bring it into every circle. Like I just, you know, reserve it for the few. And with her, we're close and we were very close and we're getting close again. And um, I've been sharing with her, her mom came through and then her mom and dad came through recently and she's very open to it. So I share it with her. I shared it with her and we had this beautiful exchange and she's like, oh, and I'm reading your book, which I didn't know she was reading it. And she's like, it's really helping me. And that really, really touched me so much that 
one, she was reading my book because I'm not one of these people like, go read my book. And well, I am with you guys. <laughs> and then the other thing is, I got to tell you another story real quick before we go into this. And the other thing is, is it just really touched my heart that my book was giving her some comfort when she was experiencing this loss in her life with her parents. You know, her dad died many years ago and now her mom passed this year as the time of this recording. And I knew her parents really, really well. So if like someone like that leaves a, 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 a review about how it's touched them through the grieving process of that, what they're going through, think of how many people who could come across that review and it could touch them. So we could all act like these little tentacle arms that are going out and tapping someone on the shoulder and helping them in a moment of despair, darkness, loneliness, and sadness and grief. So that's my main reason for asking for this. So if you feel so inclined and if you have something you want to share that has happened to you with the book, I would love for you to go to Amazon and um, put a review up there and share your experience with the book. Oh, I know another story I was going to tell you. So um, when my book was coming out, the publisher talked to me about buying a certain amount of books, you know, because they were like, there's going to be certain interviews people are going to want, and they send you a certain amount of books too. Um, so they gift me a certain amount, and then they were like, if there's people you want to give them to, or, you know, you want to send them to people. And I was like, hmm, yeah, let me think about it. Because I'm just not that type of person to walk up to people and go, hey, here's my book. I just don't do it. It's, it's a, I don't know what it is. So I bought the books. They're like sitting in my closet. And um, one person did, one of my, somebody I play tennis with, he was like, hey, I really want to buy one of your books. Where can I buy it? And I was like, I'll bring you a copy. And then I brought him a copy. And another tennis friend was like, is that your book? Where can I get your book? And I was like, I'll bring you a copy. And then I brought her the copy, but I like, I kind of like just slipped it to her because I kind of a little private about things. And it's something I have to, you know, talk with my guides about. Is it that I don't want to like walk around with a big billboard going, hey, I'm this and that. I think it's more that when I go on the tennis court or certain places I go, I like to just be me, not medium me, not the channeler. And it's just the way I am. I'm very comfortable with it. It's not. I don't feel like it's an insecurity. I really don't. I've discussed this with you guys before. I'm just not one of those people to run up to you and be like, hey, your dad's behind you. You know, I'm not that kind of a person. And I'm also not the kind of person to really get into people's personal business, even if I'm getting information in the moment. You know, I, I like to turn it off, turn it on and just be me. So that is the story of my books. Um, there will be a time when I'll probably go to bookstores and maybe walking in. I also have a belief that I just work with spirit and my, and the universe. And I just trust a lot. So in terms of like business, when I do my business, I don't, I'm going to talk more about this on my podcast. I'm going to start teaching a bit about this, how to create a business from the inside out. I'm bringing this into next level living quite a bit. I'm not one of these people that feels like it's, it's happening again. Like there's an opportunity go to the opportunity, go do this, go do this and that, and then do this and that and that and that. And I'm like, no, that's not for me. I'm not going to sit in a crowded room of people. It's a schmooze fest. Everybody's pitching their stuff. It is so not my personality. I don't like it and I'm not going to do it. And I'm not buying into the formula that you have to do it in order to get whatever you need to get. So that's the other reason. Like I tend to sit back. I do things in stages and steps I, when opportunities come my way, I look at them. So in terms of the book, like, yes, we have very prominent bookstores in Marin County where I live. And I will probably go into some of those bookstores and talk to them and find out, you know, how to get my book in their bookstore. But I also just trust God and my guides and the universe to know exactly who needs to read this book and to go out there and, and get it in those people's hands. Um, I tell this story, I don't know if I've ever shared this story, but I'm gonna share one more story where I was doing a conference and I was asked to speak at the conference and they put my workshop at the same time of a very popular person. And I was like, mm, I don't think that's a great time slot because people are gonna be going to see so-and-so and they probably are gonna pick that over my workshop. And the woman's like, no, 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 it's the VIP ticket only. Only the VIP tickets can go to that main 
stage and see that person. There's going to be a lot of people who don't buy the VIP tickets that are going to come to yours. And I went, okay, but it's just the feeling I have. Day of the event, um, they didn't sell as many VIP tickets, so everybody became a VIP. And I forgot to tell this part of the story in Next Level Living, but I'm just remembering it now. So I was sitting, I went to the conference and I found out that everybody became a VIP and it's cool. I was there. I learned how to really, I learned how to work with my energy where if I go into a, a situation like that, it's all about what's meant to happen. I don't get into, oh my goodness, I got to do ABC and I don't do any of that stuff anymore. So I went into the room and I'm standing in front of the room and there's nobody there and the seats are empty. And I said, you know what, Jesus, do me a favor. Go out into the hall and anybody who you really feel would benefit from my talk today, just go tap them on the shoulder and show them this room. And it wasn't a manipulation at all. It was like my highest self speaking to their highest self. And I kid you not, people started filing into the room. And so much so that there was, there was maybe like 30 people, which was great. I was super excited and I taught my lessons. And afterwards they came up to me and I can't tell you how many people said to me, you know, I didn't even know you were here. I don't know who you are, but I was walking by your room and something told me to come in here. And I didn't tell them the story at the time, but I was like, oh my goodness, thank you, Jesus. So, and again, it wasn't a manipulation. They loved it. They loved the material. They loved the information. It, and you can do stuff like that. You can be like, you, this is where you create a business from the inside out with no manipulation. I don't teach that. This is all from my highest light, my highest energy. And you, spirit knows exactly who's going to really benefit from that experience. So as much as I'm saying, go out and do reviews, maybe if you do a review with um, the feeling of, hey, this review is going to hit is the right person's going to read this at the right moment and they're going to really need to read this and it's going to help them because i know what it's like to be in that period of darkness i do this myself when i'm on youtube sometimes and i read the comments and i'm like oh what a great comment i really needed to hear that some of those comments make me laugh my butt off but yeah so there's my story my story before the story um Again, I didn't want this intro to be so long, but there you have it. So you're going to hear a little music and you're going to go into a great interview. Enjoy it. And you're going to hear from a bunch of, um, I don't remember how many people on that call, maybe about six or eight, but you're going to hear some great stories from some really magical people. And thank you so much. And if you like my podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. I would love to get some more reviews on my podcast as well. People keep telling me how much it's helping them and it'd be really great to get it out there. Thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Hi, everyone. I'm Marilyn Alori, and I'm here to talk to you about whether you're spiritually guided or not. I am the author of this incredible I'm the author of this incredible common sentience book, Guides, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. And I really believe that our guides are here to help us live a very co-creative, incredible life, a life that is full of synchronicity, full of magic. And it really is, our guides help us to bring our dreams that are in our heart out into the world. And in the beginning of this book, I talk about relationship with guides and what guides are. And it really helps you to understand that guides can be anything. But I think what's even more powerful than that is to hear other people's stories, because many times you may have had experiences with guides, but you may have not recognized that that's what was happening. And when you hear somebody else's story, you're like, oh my goodness, that happened to me. I know that. I remember that. I remember when I was little, I had a little angel or I had a, a dog that used to walk around with me, but nobody else could see it. So what I want to do right now is I want to share with you some incredible authors in this book, and I want to hear from them their stories. And you're going to learn more about what guides are. Guides are these incredible beings that just surround us with unconditional love. And they encourage us to move forward. They encourage us to really take the urgings that are in our heart and bring them out into the world. So I am going to introduce you to Sarion. And we're going to ask him about his story and a little bit about his things, what happened with him with guides. And what I'd love for you to do is to listen to his story. And besides listening to a story and seeing if it relates to anything inside of you, I'd like you to listen to a story and see if anything lights you up now. Is there something that he's telling you that you just feel so resonant with 
that just feels really powerful. And that in and of itself is your guides talking to you right now. Hi, Sarion. Thank you so Hi. much for writing a story in the book. Yeah, thank you for including it. I'm so excited to be a part of uh, such a, a beautiful collaboration with all of these people. I, I would love for you to tell like a little part of your story, but we don't want to give it all away because people reading your story was so, when I read it and I know Sarion, I was like, oh, this is incredible. I love it. So give us a little piece of your story about your guide. Yeah, well, this particular encounter was the first time that I had connected with Yogananda. Mm -hmm. I have had friends that have worked with them. Uh, in fact, a number of my friends considered themselves to be disciples of Yogananda. So I'd heard stories and I had never really read any of his books, absolutely nothing. And then he just came to me. I was so surprised. And he asked me if I would read his book, Autobiography of a Yogi. And that was the beginning of a new relationship with him as one of my guides. Uh, but this particular encounter that I wrote about in the book, it was very significant to me for a couple of reasons. First, it was one of those moments where I experienced a direct transference of consciousness from a guide, not just receiving information or guidance, but it was like he was sharing the strength of his mastery with me making it easier for me to attain that same mastery within myself. And that's when I realized, wow, we don't have to do it alone. We're not creating our mastery in this life from scratch. We actually can inherit some of what has already been achieved by others who have walked the path of healing and enlightenment that have things to share with us. So that was a moment where he shared some of his mastery with me and it was so beautiful and it stayed with me ever since. You also said something else in your story that I was found so profound. You talked about the imperfections and what he said about like mis the imperfections of people. I remember the exact words. Can you share a tiny bit? Because I feel like that is a nugget that people could just, they need to hear right now. And it, when I read it, I was like, wow, I loved it. Well, I was so excited that I could contribute that story to the book because it is so relatable and relevant. I mean, how many of us have had experiences where we would dwell on our imperfections. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's virtually everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all have regrets and we have hard time resolving things. And he just cleared that up, just cut through it like a knife and cut the cords and it was gone. And he said that our imperfections are really just tests of self-love. I realized I was trying so hard to resolve something about my past that I didn't need to resolve. I just needed to learn how to love myself unconditionally and that our souls allow us to make these mistakes so that we can learn how to love ourselves in this environment where we're imperfect and we're creating imperfections and uh, we have flaws and so it, it was just a whole new framework that he gave me in this one session yeah and loving yourself unconditionally how has that helped you live your live your life well it's given me this framework to continually look at things that are flaws, mistakes. I mean, when we make mistakes, often it can trigger our own inner critic. And once the inner critic starts going, the wheels are turning and we just get lost in self beat up. You know, I see people around me do that all the time. I am guilty of that myself sometimes, but it gets easier and easier to revert to this new framework of self-acceptance, of a more compassionate way of relating to your experiences merely as learning experiences. Is it helping you to live your life more passionately and more um, courageously? Uh, I would say that I'm not afraid to make mistakes. <laughs> I am not trying to avoid them or avoid getting caught or avoid uh, the scrutiny that I once would engage in that kind of self scrutiny that has an, an air of negativity to it. So, yeah, I would say that it just even invoking a little bit more of that self love, knowing that it's there, that our guides can help us step into it. It's, it's very affirming of our higher potential. I love it. Okay. My last question. Are you still in touch with Yogananda? Yes, I do hear from him. Uh, he shows up from time to time. I've had experiences of him in the out-of-body state as well. And he has also uh, taken me to meet his master on the inner planes. 
I love that. Thank you, Sarian. I can't wait for people to read your story. It really moved me. So thank you so much for everything. And everything you just said, I feel is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So next one we're going to talk to is Susan, Susan Mercer. I hope I'm saying your last name right, Susan. I've known you forever, I feel like. And uh, I, I absolutely love Susan and know Susan um, quite a bit, actually. And uh, Susan, I'd love to hear for you, from you right now if you could share a tiny bit of your story because your story moved me so much because so many people understand what it's like to have incredible difficulties making a very challenging decision and how can we be guided through that challenging decision to know that what we're doing is the right thing and that's what i was so moved by in your story so i'd love for you to share a little bit about it thank you it's you know after 25 years of marriage and not being happy and knowing that a change needed to happen and going through the process things showed up but then coming and having to sign on that dotted line of actually a move to get out of my home to a new apartment felt was just undaunting to me so as i'm walking the street i just i said to the universe yeah, i need a sign you have to give me a sign knowing that I'm moving in the direction I'm supposed to move to. And, you know, it's, it's always fascinating to me. Um, always amazing, never surprising, I guess, that when you ask, the sign shows up. In the most um, unusual ways, who would have thought walking into a coffee shop, having a conversation, then introducing myself to the owner of the coffee shop and her name being Faith. Mm -hmm. It took all of my energy to not fall on the floor at that point. Yeah. To just totally give that up and say, okay, got it. I can do this. So the th I have a question for you, but I want to just say when you read Susan's story, you're going to realize she's against, she's making a huge decision that could affect a lot of people's lives that are very important to her. So it wasn't an easy decision to make. So having that sign at that moment really helped you. Do you feel like your spiritual guide was working through that person named Faith? Or like, who was the guide there? Was it both of them? Was it her? Because guides do come in different incarnations. So I'm curious what you felt about that particular experience. If it was, who was the guide there? I think I was led by a guide that I didn't know at the time. It probably was my, I was very close to my grandmother. Could have been her could have been my aunt however i felt faith was put there at that moment and what's interesting is i went back to that neighborhood six months after i moved out and the coffee shop was gone wow so i felt that that it was definitely that clear sign that this is the path i needed to take at that time how did your communication with guides help you move forward from that moment on? Like, did you continue to communicate? Was that like the big door was open and now you're like, now I trust this even more? Definitely. It has, in any decision that I've made, I've actually, I call it, I've given up my conductor wands and literally given it to the universe and said, okay, if I'm to go here, show me the way. And they have not let me down and I have moved I've had experiences that I would never have had if I did if I did not have the trust in my guides do you know your guides um by name now or are you intimately connected with them I feel like they're a collective so I'm not sure and I feel that there's different ones that come and go depending on what I need um I just know I am connected to whoever needs to show up at the time. Love it. What would you say to somebody who's interested in communicating with their guides, who's new to this work? What would be something that you would suggest to them to do in order to, besides buying the book, <laughs> what they could do <laughs> to really start engaging that muscle inside of themselves or that belief? When a small decision maybe less impactful decision comes to ask them for the guidance and for them to allow their heart and their mind to be open to receiving whatever shows up and to have no expectation as to how it's going to show up Love things it. that have happened in my life 
like the coffee shop, I not in a million years would I have come up with that. Right. But you were open to it. So you were able to see it, which is a big part. That's great. It's being open for sure. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for contributing your story. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're going to hear from someone else. Um, and this is going to be Sandra Paley. And Sandra Paley, I know very well, she's super magical. And I would love for you to hear her story because her story reading it was, it helps you to believe in something that is unseen. And to me, that can be the most powerful experience when you have an experience with something that you don't even know the name for it. You've never met it before. And it's a, an entity that's not, you know, always known. So do you can, hi, Sandra. Hi. <laughs> can you tell a little bit about your story to everyone? For sure. This guide is absolutely amazing. And when she came into my life, I really had no idea who she was. It was only in future uh, self-healing and doing healing work on myself and others that I discovered that she was actually more known than just to me. So I loved that I was able to share her with so many others as well. And it really began with this with this feeling in my hands. And that that feeling in my hands progressed to the point where it was pain. Mm. And then I was doing a session or doing a, a process with somebody on the healing table in my sacred space and I had my eyes closed because I see in the dark. I work way better when I have my eyes closed. And as I had my hands over this person working on them with the energy, I could see with my eyes closed this bright light and it was the shape of my arm. And I actually, I opened my eyes and I looked at my arm and it was like, okay, what's going on? And it was just absolutely fascinating. So long story short, it ended up being the overlighting diva of healing. And she's so magical and she walks with me everywhere I go. And she is the one who is activating my hands and guiding me even further on my journey, both with understanding other people, understanding the, the uh, traumatic events that might be going on in them, physical pain that they might have going on, all kinds of things. It's just a beautiful, beautiful transaction. And as I understand it, the, oh, say the name again of your guide, the guide. The Overlighting Diva of Healing. And that was a name that came to you, right? It's not a something you can Google. It's like, this is a guy that showed up for you, right? Well, in essence, yes, it showed up. She showed up for me. And then I discovered her in another book. And once I discovered her in the other book, that's when I realized, oh, well, maybe she's a little bit more known. So she showed up for me. And at that time, I had no idea no, no, who she no. was. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. No. And that in and of self is a magical moment, isn't it? Because you get confirmation. Like, what was that like for you when you you saw that in a book and you were like? Yeah, well, I'm just going to take a quick step back because first of all, seeing her arms be my arms was a, an experience that when when you have something like that happen, it's, it is out of worldly. There's no explaining that to begin with. So when I discovered, first of all, what her name was and that she is well known for working with healers. I was in complete awe mm. of who I was working with and, and that they would pick me, that this beautiful soul, this beautiful spirit guide would pick me. It helped me to understand my place, my role, and how I can work very proactively with guides and helping others heal. Yeah. yeah, that's a big moment. I remember that moment for myself when I found, I was like, wow, they picked me. It's a very humbling moment, isn't it? It is, very much so. So you continue to work with her today, right? I do. In fact, when I am in conversations with my groups, etc., cetera, um, quite often they'll see me go, oh, and my hands are activated. <laughs> and I know that that's her coming through to either confirm or have an affirmation of what we're talking about, that the accuracy of it, or that there's healing being involved. There also, when I go into places and sometimes my hands get triggered, I know that there's somebody in the location and in the area that probably has something that they need to work their way through. Okay, so I would love for you to explain when your hands are activated, what that feels like to you, because there's somebody who's listening going, oh my goodness, tell her to tell me, because I think that happens to me. <laughs> exactly. So what happens is I, I, it almost feels like there's a pain, like it feels like there's burning here. 
and it and it's in both hands and sometimes it's only in one hand and it's really interesting because it'll switch hands but for the most part it often turns up in both hands in fact it is right now which is so fascinating and as i finish speaking with you it will probably go away because then it will have shown me that my role here has been fulfilled now i'm sure we can all use a little sandra healing through our hands so we accept <laughs> What would be something, Sandra, that you would share with people to help them to believe in themselves that a guide of that magnitude would would want to work with them and how they could open up to receiving that kind of love and that kind of, you know, work? What a beautiful question. What I would tell people about understanding the value of themselves and the, the magnitude the power of the guide that's coming through that wants to work with them, it's because they see your value and they're asking you to step into that value as well. And that, when you start to understand that, you start to begin to believe in yourself and your confidence grows in really big ways. And it just kind of ripple effect from there, it just rolls until you're in this state of being where you're at peace, you're so much more calmer and you feel like you have a mission or a vision, you feel more capable. And as I said before, very much more confident. And don't you feel like your life then makes sense? It does. It really does. Because when I was a child, man, I cried at every animal that I saw on the road. I, I, I was the one on the block who was helping all the kids when they got hurt. So to take it that step further and realize that, that, the things that I was experiencing as a child are now being shown to me in a different light as an adult, that there was a reason why I was acting the way I was as a child mm -hmm. and that I can do that on a bigger magnitude now as an adult. Great. I love that. Thank you, Sandra. And thank you so much. Thank you, sweetie. Um, so we're going to talk to another author, but there's a couple of things that you've heard so far that I just want to highlight that anybody can work with a guide. And I really hope that you embrace that inside yourself and you recognize, I remember that moment when my guides chose me and I felt so humbled by it. And guides are for everyone. And that's what we talk about in the book, how everybody can have a guide and it could be a color, it could be music, it could be a planet. So I really want to, I'm hoping these stories are encouraging you to believe because the biggest thing to get that connection is just wanting to meet them. Just the desire to meet them opens the door and sets the intention and then paying attention to the things that are happening around you. Like Sandra was doing work and feeling her hands, the physical sensation in her hands, which you may be feeling and, and then just allowing that and using your imagination and accepting it. And that's going to help you to open up your relationship with your guides. So we're going to hear now from Shauna. And Shauna's going to come in and Shauna's new to me. So I was really excited to meet her and read her story today. So I'm really happy that I'm getting to introduce her to all of you because her story is magical and beautiful. Hi, Shauna. Oh, you're uh, muted, honey. I, I always tell people I'm not that psychic. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. And it's such an honor to be here with you all and to be able to be a part of this incredible project. And um, I love what you said about that desire, Marilyn, just setting that intention. Um, because first of all, everyone who shared so far, I completely relate to and so much of it moved me. So I know that that's the impact on other readers and it's just so powerful. So thank you all of you authors <laughs> for sharing. So your uh, story really touched me, Shauna. So I want you to talk about it because you were going through a moment of extreme emergency and you, I don't know, I would love for you to share a little bit about your story. Just share what was the, why you went to that, how you knew in an extreme moment of emergency, I've got to call in my guide. So thank you. Please share now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so for me, I have, um, when she, Green Tara was, is the guy that showed up for me in the story that I relate. And she was, um, she came to me after shortly after my mom passed when I was 19. And she came to me by virtue of her, her mantra, which is Om Tare Tu Tare Ture Soha. And it was somehow landed in my lap as a 19 year old. And it, when I heard it, it instantly was a calming experience. So I began to associate 
the magic of Tara, green Tara with the energy of the mother. And because it was in support of my grief. So it, it was a really automatic call <laughs> when I was delivering my first child, my only child um, in a period of time where his heart rate dropped and I was about to be rolled away to a C-section. And what happened was I just instantly said her mantra and called her in and it was like she enveloped me and it was this very primal sort of a very um, incredible experience of women supporting other women because I just leaned back and it was like she had me and she was supporting me from behind. And it was when I felt that experience, I, I immediately knew that I wasn't gonna go through a C-section and that my son would be healthy. And her energy was, was, it transformed me immediately, but I also had been working with her for a while. Um, and so we already had this established relationship, which is Marilyn, why it moved me when you described that when we set that intention, I felt her arrive in my reality during a time where I really needed the energy of the divine feminine. And she set me on my path to realize that that's a big part of what my, my purpose is here. Like I feel very connected to resurrecting that energy uh, to be, you know, balanced with the masculine, the divine masculine. And so I just credit <laughs> Green Tara with so much, including this beautiful midwifing of my son's birth, which felt just perfect. You know, like she, she stood in, in a beautiful way. And what, what I love about what everybody's sharing is you shared that you said a mantra and then you said the mantra. And I want to talk about, I would love for you to share the mantra again and what it means, but what you also feel is the power of the mantra that was the vibration that connected you to her. I love it. So the the mantra, just to say it again, and and I, I hope that I am doing it justice here. But <laughs> I always have, have to listen on YouTube when I do a mantra to make sure I'm saying it right. <laughs> That's right. And I so honor the the beauty of it. So I really hope to express it articulately. But it is Om Tare Tutare Ture Soha. And there's a lot of what it means, but for me, the experience is it clears away instantly, almost like the violet flame of ascension. It clears away the that which is not of the highest light. So fear, doubt, uh, all of that, which in moments, in everyday moments, like um, Saryan was describing, you know, the self-doubt and when we're struggling with self-love and how that, that to me just immediately sets me into a place of self-love. It's, it's, and all that she represents comes forward in that. So yeah. it's just like a, it's like an immediate prayer that, that the energy, I mean, so much so, I mean, I have it tattooed on me, you know, because it just, it just, even that felt important. It felt like, well, now it's with me forever, you know? So it, it, and I feel that I feel her protection with me forever. You know? And what is the translation of the mantra? Did I miss that? No, you didn't. The translation is it's multiple. There's a, a very long description of its, mm -hmm. you know, in purpose of, of how it's used, but among the things that it, it offers is a clearing of that, which is not aligned with the highest good. So the fear, especially, and the self-doubt, and there's a long list, but it's so, it, it's, it's really anything that feels like you're ready to transmute, just like that, that energy, again, not, not drawing a complete correlation to the violet flame of ascension, but it's very similar in that it's so fast and it's immediate and it's, it's so transmutive. So, Love that. Do you still work with her today? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And, and how do you work with her? Because has, let me ask this question, because it's important and it's talked about in the book. Has your relationship with her developed and grown? Absolutely. Do you want to talk a tiny bit about that? Sure. Um, well, in the, I felt like I was in training with her as a younger person. And at a certain point I transitioned and she was very influential in part because she was there with me with my son's birth. It was really after my son's birth that I transitioned from doing straight up traditional psychotherapy to doing intuitive readings. And yeah. so if she feel like I work with her all the time, she's present, she's a protective energy that comes in. And, and I, I, always feel like even that beautiful mantra is a, is a is a way for me to to be enveloped in a sacred boundary you know when i'm doing the work so she's just she's a powerful being and what's beautiful about her story is that 
she was offered the opportunity to come back and incarnate as a male master. And she was like, are you kidding? Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm always incarnating as a woman. And I just love that energy of that relationship to we're going to lift up the divine feminine. It needs to be restored to balance. So I feel like I'm caring. I, I, it is my hope to be able to support that, pro that process. <laughs> Have you shared this story with your son? Oh, yes. <laughs> and how is, how does he receive it? He, he takes it all for granted because he's grown up with this, but he knows, you know, because he, he, um, he will ask me, he'll ask me to call on the various energies that I work with to, to support things that he would like some assistance with. So he's definitely asked about Green Tara to help him with this or ask, even things like, where is, where is the book I've lost? You know, he'll ask me, can you ask Green Tara? So that's great. Fun. So what would you say to people who are experiencing an incredible amount of grief to lose your mom at 19 years old. Um, and after your experience of moving into mantra and this goddess, what would be something you would offer up to somebody who may be in a similar experience right now, who really needs to feel their guide? Just exactly what you said in the, it, before we began speaking here is around setting the intention and really just having faith in yourself that aligning your free will with the desire to connect with the higher realms makes it so. And it's, it's, it's literally just a decision. And, and then being open to how it shows up. And it shows up in all these different ways as you so beautifully wrote in, in throughout the book and it can come in as numbers, it can come in all these different ways. And, but the idea is just saying, I'm ready, you know, and it, and it, and it comes. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Shauna. And thank you for your beautiful story and your beautiful work. I really appreciate it. So we're going to hear from one author, but I want to say something that Shauna said that I want to offer up to all of you. I talk a lot about breath in the book and how breath works like an umbilical cords to your guides and how you can breathe with your guides and really feel them. And what I love Shauna shared, shared was mantra, and I do some mantra work too. And mantra to me is another way of working with creating a line of energy from you to your guide because it brings your inner awareness into engagement and it allows you to engage that energy, a very magical energy that can transcend time and space and to connect with your guide. So if you don't know how to start and you're like, I don't know, you can do it by breathing or you can pick a mantra that you love, listen to YouTube and pronounce it the way they teach you because it's okay if you butcher it up, I think, I don't know. Um, and then say a mantra to a particular guide and I feel you will feel the presence of the energy just like Shauna shared in her beautiful story. Okay, the next person is Andrea. And Andrea, I know too. And where did she go? I hope she didn't leave. Is Andrea gone? Oh, I'm here. Oh, I don't see you. There Can you, you hear are. me? <laughs> Hi, Andrea. <laughs> Hello. So Andrea, I know well. And when I read your story, Andrea, I just I loved it because I know the it's bringing you, this story is bringing you to your life's work. And it's exciting mm -hmm. to see how, what you went through and your experiences and how guides kind of showed up in different experiences in this one big experience. So I'd love for you to share mm -hmm. a bit about your story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have two young kids. I wrote this story. When I wrote the story, my kids were three and five. And so they consume a lot of my life. And also when I wrote the story, I'd really only been into guides for about a year. It was just over a year prior to that, that I, I started to get this sense of, I want to understand who my guides are. I want to be able to talk to them for myself. Um, I don't want to be paying psychics every time I want to connect mm -hmm. with my guides. And so I was very new to this work when I wrote the story, which I think is helpful for people to know. Um, and so as I was working my way through guides, one of the things I was challenged with was who, who do I talk to? There's, you know, I could, it could be a color, a number, an, an animal, and am I speaking with my, my main guide or, or what is it? And so finally, through my kids who are, you know, as I mentioned, they take up a lot of my time and they're who I pay very close attention to, through my kids are, it, became my higher self and my inner child that ended up sort of coming and getting my attention through my children. Um, and I still, I probably don't talk to my inner, inner little girl as much as I should, but my higher self is a relationship that I've really been cultivating since this came through um, 
since this moment came through with my son. So through an experience with my son, I led, I was led to work with your higher self. Your higher self wants to be the main person so I could have some focus in, in connecting with the main energy at the time. You say a very powerful thing that I feel like a lot of parents, moms and dads need to hear when you were in the car and you had that download of that experience. I'd love for you to share that little snippet because I feel that that's going to help a lot of parents mm -hmm. who struggle with being a good parent or leaving a child when they're crying in school or mm -hmm. whatever's happening. So if you could just share that, it was such beautiful advice, mm -hmm. so profound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I started tearing up a little bit as you were talking about it. So my son, I had left him at daycare and he was crying and it was breaking my heart. And what I've learned is to reflect a lot of my life back to something within me. And so as I was reflecting on, man, it breaks my heart every time he gets upset when I leave him, I got this download that there was a part of me that was also upset when an adult didn't reach out to her in her moment of need. And so that was a moment of my little girl coming through to me and me paralleling what was going on with my son with maybe a, a moment or a, a period of my life when I, um, I reached out to someone and I didn't get what I was looking for. And then I took that a step further and that's when I realized not only was my little girl looking for some support from me, from the adult that I am now, but the adult in me needed support from my higher self. And so it was sort of like a, it felt very generational. My higher self wanted to parent the adult that I am and the adult that I am right now wanted to parent the little girl that I, I had. And you also recognized a projection that you may have been putting on your son for him to supply affection mm -hmm. back to you, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Yes. Um, so he's, he's my snuggly one. My daughter's a little harder. And so, um, I love to snuggle my son and he'll just wrap his whole body around me and just put his head on my shoulder. And I, I noticed that I had been doing that quite a bit. And for, for most of it, I thought that I was just reaching out and showing him the love that he deserved, that all kids deserve. But what I realized was that there was this ping in me, this, this feeling. And what this feeling was, was this feeling of lack. This was my little girl who needed love and attention. And so I was um, getting that through my son um, and I was meeting that through reaching out to him. And so where I thought I was giving him love, in reality, it was using him to replace that feeling of lack within me. And then when I noticed that, then I was able to realize that I needed a little bit more self-love, a little bit more care and paying a little bit more attention to just how I was treating myself. That's very conscious, conscious, you know, while you're parenting. So as you're parenting now, <laughs> it is, it's really like, and it's such a beautiful mm -hmm. moment of yes. healing because you have all these guys, you have your mm -hmm. little son and you have your higher self and your little self and you. Mm -hmm. So now when you're having moments of parenting that could be quite challenging or making big decisions, do you call in your higher self? Do you call in other guides to help you to do parenting, to help you parent? I do. Yep. Higher self is still my main one. I know higher self speaks to me through others, through animals, through symbols, whatever it is, but I, I consider higher self sort of the, the ringleader here. And a lot of what I've been going through lately has just been really deep healing that my kids have been sort of triggering old trauma mm -hmm. in me. And so higher self helps me understand what I'm going through. And um, understanding that this is, this is really just old trauma, past life trauma, ancestral trauma, um, comforting me through it, allowing me to release what it is that I need to, need to release in order to step forward. And so that's, that's what I've been going through a lot recently is very, very deep healing and also, um, a little bit of guidance and how I can support my kids now. I'm, I'm really working on how I can allow them to maintain their natural energy um, and not project my trauma onto them, my beliefs onto them. Um, and so higher self has been guiding me a little bit more to, you know, watch from your heart, don't watch from your head um, and try to look at them through the lens of love, not through the lens of, you know, the, 
the mental projections that I make of them. So it's, there's been a lot, I've been progressing and, and learning a lot um, in terms of me, my growth, and now it's being, how can I take my growth and apply it to parenting and improving the relationship with my children? Yeah, it sounds to me like it's helping you to be a better parent mm-hmm. is what you're experiencing. Yes. So Andrea, yes. what would yep. you say to um, a parent or um, to someone who wants to get in touch with their higher self? What would be one thing that they can do in the higher uh, to get in touch with their higher mm-hmm. self? Mm-hmm. For me, it started with just setting the intention. I like to connect with my higher self. And then it was even just understanding yes or no. How does yes or no feel in my body? And so I would just start with show me a yes. And then I would understand how yes felt in my body. And then show me a no. And then I would tap into how does no feel in my body. And then I would just start with simple questions, simple guidance, um, tap into the yes and the no, and just, just make it easy. And then as you trust and learn to follow, then you can start with more and more after that. I love that answer. Thank you so much, Andrea. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just want to say something. So this is Common Sentience Guides. And what I love what we just experienced here with Andrea and Sarian and Shauna and Susan and Sandra. What I also love about that, these are people that do this work out in the world or are getting ready to do this work out in the world. And what I love about this Common Sentience series is that you're getting introduced to tons of people that are doing a lot of great in this world and they are guides they are teachers and they are helping you to really grow in your yourself evolve become who you really truly want to be and who spirit has meant you to be so whether it's the guides book or another common sentience book i have to say that what sacred stories is creating here is a movement and it's something that to me is very grounded and it's very beautiful and it's very needed and it's very practical and there's practical guidance in all these books so that you don't feel alone and you can take read this book and feel like there is finally somebody there with you on this journey and you can relate to other people's stories and i encourage you to pick up all the books not only my book guides and i encourage you to also get to know the other authors because they are sharing, I know some of these authors and we just met this beautiful panel and these people really care about the welfare of other people. It is the most important thing for them and it's the most important thing for Sacred Stories too, that we as a people live the best possible life that we can. So I wanna thank you so much for joining me and I get the book (laughs) and thank you to all the authors. Man, you made this so magical and beautiful. So thank you so much, I love you all, thank you. And thank you, Sacred Stories. Thank you.